Hey and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Anonna, a certified life coach and inner voice facilitator specializing in intuition and identity. I specialize in helping you live life on your own terms so you can stop hiding from those cultural expectations and the aunties. You do get to live a life that feels good to you and do it while still respecting your heritage, traditions and culture. It's possible to do it intuitively, intentionally and mindfully. All this and some more. Welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this really early in the morning because I've had a sudden jolt of inspiration that I wanted to get down and share with you. So yesterday I had a really enriching, empowering conversation with a group of ladies that I am in circle with, I'm in a mistress mind with, and the power of intention came up. And the power of setting down and noting down what you want and being really specific. And so I just wanted to share my own example of this. So that's definitely happened in my own life. I, after a breakup, ended up writing down the qualities that I wanted in a partner. And I was really specific. There were obviously the usual ones, the kind, thoughtful, respectful And then there were other specific ones that were really unique to me. Wouldn't make sense to anyone else. But I, at the time and still do, wanted to be in international development. And again, like I said, that's really specific to me because at the time and right now, I am still really passionate about international health, maternal health particularly. And I feel like I've said specifically quite a lot already (laughs) but what ended up happening is I was really really clear on what I wanted what felt aligned to me and the version of me that I wanted to be with with this partner so let's just rewind and summarize so I got really clear on this list and the thing is I wasn't actually in the space where I could think about who I wanted to be. I knew aspirationally, but I wasn't there yet. I was still heartbroken. I was still having low self-esteem. I still had low self-respect and low self-confidence in myself. And yet I still knew what I wanted for myself. And if you listen to the previous podcast, I talked about hope, even when something feels really impossible. And so I still had that hope of what I wanted, but I just didn't know how I was going to get there. So I wrote down this list and actually I forgot about it. And interestingly, it was only after a couple of years with my boyfriend, now husband, that I remembered about this list. And sure enough, my husband, this person that I know is so aligned to me and my life and my values, works in international development. He has all these qualities and so much more. He meets me and my cultural values that I have for myself and goes way beyond them. He respects the way in which I want to navigate my culture, my heritage, and we find a way that works for both of us. 
a way that is unique, that gets to transcend what is known and we make it uniquely respectful. And I also want to be really clear in the power in writing what you want down. It can be really scary to write down what you want as I was discussing with a friend and this group of ladies yesterday because we don't give ourselves the power or the responsibility to hold because it feels so much to hold what we want. Because we've been conditioned to think and believe that we're not worthy of holding this or something bad is going to happen. This getting the good things won't happen for us or it won't happen easily or we have to sacrifice loads of things in order for us to fully receive it. Because for whatever reason, we believe that good things don't happen to us or whatever other rubbish story we've been made to believe but that's not true and we get to hold this and as I see in my life already yes there are still aspects that I'm working on but in terms of the partner and the values that I wanted to have and be with they can be all of this and so much more beyond your expectation and the thing is, the feeling worthy of being with a partner, obviously I'm using a partner in this, this example because it's so apparent because I definitely did this for myself. I wrote the list, I was really specific on what I wanted, but then I let it go. I let go of a detachment from it, but I still took action. And actually, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. So <laughs> I want to talk about feeling worthy of being with a partner who embodies all of these qualities because ultimately to be with that person you then have to embody all of those qualities yourself so if we recap again I've talked about it's important to, to get clear on what you want but then it's no good just hiding away in a cupboard which is actually what I did I mean I just I wrote it down in a journal and then I kind of forgot about it but it's no good to hide away this piece of paper with these qualities and not take action because really I actually took so much action. It wasn't a I am doing this so I can get the partner. It was because I needed to heal my heart. I needed to do these things so that I felt whole again, that I felt complete again, that I felt like the person that I wanted to be and I did all of this unintentionally or unconsciously, only knowing what I needed to do to heal my heart, to only feel better about myself, to improve my self-esteem, to improve my self-confidence, to improve my self-worth. And what ended up happening as a result is that I became the embodiment of these qualities that I was looking for in a partner and therefore I attracted this partner. And so I completely believe in what they say about be the person that you would love to date or be the person that you want to meet. You have to embody those qualities for yourself first. But it really took taking steps to feel uncomfortable, to experience discomfort of doing new things. I've spoken about this before, but doing new things in terms of international development, I wanted to be the person, and I was already passionate about international development, but it meant 
going and putting myself in situations where I was the only person, I was going alone to these conferences and it was only through a series of steps that I was doing for myself, not to look for a partner, but because that was my passion and my non-negotiable value, I guess, that led me to become that embodiment of those qualities. So I got really clear on what was important to my soul and I didn't really know about the inner voice at this point. I wasn't clear on the intuition as I am now, but I can tell you it was solid. I did, I wrote these qualities that I wanted in this in the partner. I did it after meditation. I was feeling really good about that list. I read that list. I let go of that detachment of how it's going to happen. And I held true to what I wanted. And therefore I made steps and took steps in order to make that happen. And ultimately this was the start of one of my journeys, one of those impossible journeys that I always talk about so looking back when I go through my intuitive identity framework that I take my clients through this is exactly the framework these are exactly the steps that I took myself through without really knowing just kind of how I realized that I'd done it for myself I got clear and I had to release all the stories of unworthiness around what was possible for me that I was possible it was possible and I was worthy of being as a partner because ultimately we have to become these things to attract the person that we're trying to attract and be in a relationship with or whatever insert blank the job that you want to step into the new career move that you want to step into the goal that you're trying to achieve we have to become the version of that for ourselves with faith so in terms of international development, I've spoken about it, but I was already passionate about it. I wanted to, I wanted someone to match that passion because I wanted to be with someone who would have a shared purpose of making a difference in the world. And the other things about culture were my non-negotiables. My PhD, I've mentioned this before, but it was a non-negotiable that the fact that I, the person I was going to be with had to see it as a positive way, to see it as a positive thing not only for something for it to be tolerated but to be celebrated because if I rewind and if you've watched my stop hiding from the aunties workshop you'll know that when I first signed up to this PhD I was told how will we find you a husband and I was told that a lot of people would find that threatening that I was doing a PhD and so I reframed that and I used that as my new standard for myself I used it as a filter. Anyone who didn't see the PhD as a positive or who was threatened by the PhD was out. It was really easy. And once we become so clear and so aligned with what is important to us from a soul place, not an ego place, or from a place where we're taking on all of this expectation from other people, when we know that it's soul-led, then it's very easy to filter out anything else that doesn't meet your standard the standard of how you want to live your life and the standard you want to show up with and so for me when I look back at it now I look back at that list and I see the qualities of my husband and my husband anyone who knows him he's one of my biggest cheerleaders in situations where in situations where I don't even mention the PhD <laughs> he finds a way to celebrate it to bring it up because I see the pride in his 
in his voice, I see in his behavior, and that is so much more than I could have ever anticipated and wanted. And this is what I mean. We allow these lists of qualities or intentions for ourselves to be our rules, our standards for our life. We get to make it filter our standards for ourselves. So what are we available for and what are we not? Because within this process, I had to get really clear. I had to release a lot of the wishy-washy standards for myself. And maybe this resonates with you because I didn't have good boundaries for myself or for others. I let people walk all over me. If somebody asked me for something, I would drop everything to help them. And in getting really clear on what I wanted in a partner, I also had to be really clear on what I wanted for myself. And I had to align myself with those intentions. I had to get really, really clear on my boundaries. Where I wasn't available for a partner and where I also wasn't upholding boundaries in my friendships. And actually this, looking back, this period of time was a massive turning point. It was a pivotal moment because I started to really hone in on and set the standard for my boundaries. And it was uncomfortable. There was a lot of discomfort, especially for a recovering perfectionist, as well as a recovering people pleaser, because we want to and we feel scared that, we're, that we won't be approved of, we won't be loved, we won't, we'll be alone, right? And as soon as I started shifting those for myself, I started to shift my, for myself too. And so I realized I had to step away from these things that weren't serving me. And I started embodying this peace, the really becoming peace. And this again is something I take my clients through when we just become it just becomes your default you don't have to think about it and it really takes practice and of course in the beginning it feels super uncomfortable it's unknown to the body and we have to allow and make sure we can find ways to get the body to feel safe but once we take that action and we practice and it does take a level of discomfort. It takes a level of putting those boundaries in place and sticking to them. But also knowing that sometimes you are going to break those boundaries and realizing, oh, okay, here I made a mistake or this is not right for me. And that's also okay. And that's also part of the process. I think, especially for any of us who resonate as a perfectionist, we want to fast forward to the healing where it's completely done but really we are evolving and I get it my mind doesn't want things to be messy it wants it to be clean it wants it to be clear-cut we do it once and that's done forever but no we in each situation our boundaries might evolve they become fluid because we life is unknown right so there will always be situations that we haven't planned for and it's up to us to figure out what feels right for me right now in this moment. How do my boundaries need to shift, align in this moment? It's definitely a process. So I wanted to share this with you, to share the importance of getting clear on what you want and allowing yourself and actually doing the work that you need to do in order for you to believe that you're worthy of receiving whatever it is, whether it is the partner, whether it is the job promotion or the new stage of life that you are 
hoping, wishing, trying to achieve? What are you clear on and what are you not available for? Where do your boundaries need to be cleaned up? Because let me tell you, this is something I often need to reflect on. They are always changing for me. Yes, they were. They took a radical step (laughs) in a direction that I just didn't have all those years ago. And they led me to here. But right now my boundaries are different too. And they keep evolving. And this is our invitation to keep looking at them, to keep reflecting on what's working. Where are you making exceptions for yourself and for others? Because I think we are all guilty of sometimes just this once. Oh, it's okay, just this once. I've done it so many times and that is also part of the process. But where are you making exceptions for yourself and for others? And also, how are you treating yourself? And how are you treating yourself? How are you allowing others to treat you? And then how are you showing up as the version who's already got these qualities in them? Because if we already had the things that we wanted, if I already had the partner with all the qualities, I'd be showing up as the person who's worthy of receiving that, of those qualities already. I wouldn't be waiting for someone else, right? So how are you attracting the thing that you're trying to embody? And who... So this is a jam-packed short little episode, but I really wanted to share this with you. So you can actually get clear and get some clarity. You've got my framework now that I've shared with you and that has worked for me in the past. It's what I have gone back to. It's what I'm in right now that I'm refining every single day because I use this for myself too. And as I navigate certain things, the setting intentions, realizing and refining and most of all getting clear from a soul place what's important. Because we might have a version of us that we think is moving towards what we want, but really that version of us is always changing. So it's so important to see it and be guided from your soul, soul's desires. And that's why I use inner voice facilitation. It's exciting to know that our standards and our boundaries and our attentions and our desires will change and that is okay and it's allowed and we just need to be flexible and adapt but at the same time when we cross a boundary when we realize that somebody's crossed our boundary we must uphold it for ourselves and also have compassion at the same time for ourselves and others. As I've said before on a previous podcast, there are no wrong decisions. We just have to keep moving forward. So if that is something that has resonated with you, if you're intrigued about the intuitive identity framework that I take my clients through that I've talked about here, I would love to know what resonated with you. And if you find yourself in this moment at the time and you're struggling, you're struggling to figure out what is true for you, What are the intuitive actions for you or how to get clear and solid in your own boundaries and your and the standards for yourself? Then one to one coaching might be for you where there is this extra layer of support and accountability. There's this extra added layer because I use inner voice facilitation, which really allows you to deepen your connection with your intuition so we can have a deep dive and figure out from a soul place without the mind's drama what it is that is calling you, that is trying to nudge you into action. 
and are you listening? So that you can tap into what those actions are for you specifically, because no one else has the answers. We are all on our own unique journeys, but it allows this portal so you can experience for yourself, whether it's a one-off in a voice session or as part of the intuitive identity coaching package, then drop me a DM if you are interested. Make sure you're signed up to the email list. I do have one-to-one availability. Really look forward to hearing from you if now is the time for you to take this aligned action. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to know what resonated with you. Not only that, but I would also love to see your podcast view. Send me a screenshot or send me a picture. You can tag me over on Instagram at onana, A-N-A-N-Y-A, ampersand, A-M-P-E-R-S-A-N-D, all one word. Until the next time, all this and so much more. <laughs>